Hello, everybody. This is Christian Larson um, with my co-host Garrett Fox. Um, this is the podcast Topical Brainstorm, and we are discussing this week um, another chapter from How to Win Friends and Influence People. This chapter's principle is simple. It's one word, smile. How you doing, Garrett? I'm doing quite well. Um, this principle something I need to work on, definitely. Uh, I think it was either last episode or maybe the one before that when I talked about like this RBF that I get. Uh, so I definitely have that, and I definitely need <clears throat> to improve and smile more. And today at work, I forced myself to smile a lot, like even when I was just sitting there mindlessly counting pill after pill. I was just like, just smile, Garrett. And then I did, and my day was a lot better. It was kind of nice. Nice. Um, yeah. Putting it into practice already. Yeah, it was good. I also feel like I have um, tons of room for improvement with this principle. Um, I've definitely had a lot of people in my life tell me that or like ask me if I'm upset when I'm not or tell me that I say things with too straight of a face. <laughs> when I worked as a waiter at Tandoori Oven, my boss, my boss's wife, I guess, a few times was she's, she was like, are you scared of the customers? I was like, no. <laughs> she's like, well, you never smile. I was like, oh, shoot. So I, I feel like I need to also force myself to smile. I haven't really put that into practice a ton yet, but I definitely want to because this is one chapter that I can learn a lot from. Yeah, for sure. I'm not going to lie. I really miss the smell of tandoori oven that you would bring home every <laughs> freaking night. You and Luke, man. Sweet, sweet curry. Yeah. That place is legendary. <laughs> yeah, that was uh, not a great job, but delicious Indian food. So Yeah, for sure. <clears throat> Did you feel, as you forced yourself to smile today, um, any difference in your attitude or feelings? I did, actually. I feel like it was a lot more, well, I felt like it was a lot easier to be around people. Uh, I wasn't as angry as I, I don't, I'm not like super angry all the time, but uh, I definitely have a short fuse a lot of the time and i noticed just the more i smiled the the longer my fuse was and i i don't think there was one time today that i remember that i was like mad at anything or anyone or yeah it was a good day honestly nice that's progress yeah helps that the jazz won oh dude they played <laughs> so well i didn't watch it but i mean honestly they didn't play that well but joe Joe came through, man. Uh, yeah, I saw it, 25 points. Yeah. That's pretty almost, good. Um, almost his career high. Oh, really? It's great. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Um, yeah, so jumping into this chapter, as Garrett mentioned, he forced himself to smile. That was some of the advice that was given to those who don't like to smile, um, which I think includes both you and me, Garrett. Um, and we'll get into that in a second, but... Um, he kind of starts the chapter talking about how the smile is the first thing that, that people see. It's like the first impression. Um, 
And when you smile at someone, you're sending the message of, I like you, I'm glad to see you, and you make me happy to, to the person you're smiling at. Um, and I think that's really powerful. Um, and I've, as I said, I have room for improvement here. And I think, I think every time that like, I want to smile at a random person, I feel like it's going to be going to come off as insincere. I don't know if that's how you feel, Garrett, but, um, that's what I always tell myself. But whenever someone smiles at me, almost whenever, I never think it's insincere, which is interesting. That is interesting because I, I definitely know what you're talking about. I think to myself a lot of the time I could smile at this person, but that might be weird. Um, so I don't want to because they might perceive it as weird. But at the same time, anytime anyone smiles at me, I always think, oh, what a nice person. Yeah. Yeah. So I think a lot of the times I don't like, I don't, I'm kind of afraid to smile at women because I feel like they might take it the wrong way, especially in the day and age that we live in now where like people get accused for stuff all the time that they may have or have not done. Um, and like, I've read stories where women take being, having been complimented on like their outfit as sexual harassment and stuff, Mm -hmm. which is kind of weird to me because most people, I feel like most normal people would agree that that's totally fine to say, Hey, you look nice. I like your outfit. Uh, but I obviously I don't know what was said and how it was said. So I just sometimes have this fear that it may be taken the wrong way. Yeah, that's that's interesting. Um, yeah, you do hear stories like that. And uh, it's it is kind of crazy to me. Um, I've never actually had that thought when like passing a random woman on the street. Um the funny thing, I I have a harder time smiling at men, I think, <laughs> because I mean I have no idea why, honestly. I hadn't thought this through till you brought up the gender thing with women, but um I feel like it's easier to smile at women because I feel like they smile back much more often. Yeah, that's true. I feel like with men, you can get away with, like, the subtle, like, head nod, you know, what uh, I'm talking yeah. about. Yeah, for sure. Which is what I always go with, personally, but at least with other guys. Yeah, I think you're right. I think you just figured out why I don't smile at men. I guess that's just, that's the thing men do to each other. <laughs> yeah. They just nod. I mean, what what I think the important thing, though, is to acknowledge people in some way it doesn't always have to be a smile but if you are passing someone on the street whether it's man like if it's a man you should at least do the nod you know if 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 you can't bring yourself to smile at least do acknowledge them and do the nod because that's it's not as weird as smiling honestly smiling is not even that weird we should just break that discomfort and smile at other people no matter what. Yeah, I, I think you're right. Um, 
I think the nod is is better than nothing. I agree with you oh, there. For sure. For, for sure. sure. But yeah, I do think as he talks about in this chapter that a smile is is pretty powerful. Um and I think it's something that again, like we talked about last time, our society has moved away from more and more. I would assume. Again, I wasn't alive a hundred years ago, but Yeah. And that also, I think that also goes back to like the social media that we talked about last time. Yeah. Like it's easier to connect with people all over the world and yet harder to connect with that person that's right across from you. Yeah. Yeah. I think people have also, they're losing the ability to like read body language and um, understand like, tone and intonation in people's voices because of because of that because of technology um which is super interesting and um i wonder about all the effects that has on on our society i think you're i think you're right i also think that with wearing masks all the time um that's making it even harder to understand like what people are thinking and or how they're how they feel because you can't read their face you know yeah true that too i think we're gonna have a bunch of messed up kids when all this coronavirus thing is over because they don't know how to won't know how to socialize they won't have seen each other in months and yeah like it's just gonna be a weird we're going to have a weird group of people growing up. <laughs> yeah, that'll be that'll be interesting. I'll definitely I'm sure it'll set some kids back socially and intellectually with the whole I mean online school, I don't know how long that's going to last or what's going to happen this fall, but Yeah. I mean, this fall it's like 3 weeks away when school is supposed to start, so. I know, right? It's crazy. Wild stuff, yeah. Super wild. Yeah, one quote in this book, speaking of kids, he said, people who smile are better at a lot of things, but one of them was um, they raise happier children, which which I thought was was uh, was good to know. <laughs> um, we better we better master this principle before we're um, popping out some kids. So not you and me yeah. together, but, you know, yeah, with, yeah. With our <laughs> I don't know if you know this, but that's actually impossible. <laughs> some people say it isn't but yeah that's fair i don't know we'll see no we won't no we won't <laughs> uh i think it's very uh so one quote that i wrote down from the chapter um is this it is as follows okay Everybody in the world is seeking happiness, and there is one sure way to find it. That is by controlling your thoughts. Happiness doesn't depend on outward conditions. It depends on inner conditions. And I really liked that because as far as smiling goes, he approaches the chapter in two ways. And one way is that when you smile, you affect your feelings because the smile on you makes you want to be happier yourself. And then he also takes it in the direction that when you smile at other people, it makes them happier as well. It makes, it does the same thing to them that it does to you and that it just makes you happier. Your, your thoughts, there, there's something that 
um, that a lot of science classes teaches teach, and that is function follows or form follows function, and that is that um, if something's made in a certain way, it has to do a certain thing basically. Ah, dang it! I said basically, <laughs> but so if if function follows form or form follows function, I can't remember which way it's actually said. Um, the same thing works with smiles. When you smile, it makes you happier. Um, and same with other people, which I thought is really cool. Yeah, I uh, I agree that I thought that was um. A really good point, and it's kind of like the fake it till you make it saying. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's exactly like that. If you smile, a lot of people think that you can't smile until you're happy, but it's it's actually reverse. If you smile, it'll make you happy. Um, and I really liked one story about a guy named William B. Steinhardt. He was a stockbroker. That, that story is money. Money, yeah. Um, yeah, he, everyone just knew he was a grump cause he was a grump. And, uh, <laughs> one day, one day he just decided, he's like, I'm just going to like wake up in the morning and like s- smile at my wife and like greet her and talk to her before I go to work. And then, and he did that. And then, and then he's like, I'm just going to force myself to smile at everyone I pass when I'm going to work. And he did that. And then he just forced himself to do all these, all these things as far as just greeting and, um, smiling at people and um along with that he applied a few other principles from this book and he stopped criticizing people soon after he decided to start smiling and i'm sure those were i'm sure that was a result of of him smiling more um and then one quote at the end of the story that i really liked he said i am a totally different man a happier man a richer man richer in friendships and happiness the only things that matter much after all yeah which i thought was sweet yeah because that's really what it comes down to you know um everyone wants to just be everyone wants to be happy and friendships i think are pretty much and relationships in general are pretty much the main thing that bring happiness in this life um and it's interesting that pretending you're happy um, will bring more happiness into your life. Yeah. Eventually that pretending really, I mean, the fake it till you make it, it does turn into real happiness as well. I think it goes back to um, controlling your thoughts in that if you're pretending to be happy, eventually you find things to be happy about, even in crappy situations. Mm Mm-hmm. That, it reminds me of another quote that he says in the book. Um, there is nothing either good or bad, but thinking makes it so. So it doesn't really matter what kind of situation you're in. It all depends on what you think about that situation. If you think it's a bad situation, then it becomes bad and you're unhappy. But if you think about it in a positive light, if you have that perspective you know then everything kind of shifts in your eyes almost and you see it as a good situation and you become happy yeah i like that a lot i i think 
reading one of the earlier chapters in this book about about not criticizing people. It talks about like finding the strengths that everybody has because everybody's better at, at something than you are. Um, and that's kind of got me thinking along the lines of what you just said about kind of finding the silver lining, finding the positives in, in every situation. Um, and I was just telling Garrett before the show, I, I took my, well, I mentioned it. I took my car in today cause a couple of the lights on the dashboard were, were going off. And, um, turns out I have this like, um, not sure exactly how to say it, but like catalytic converter, catalytic converter, Cat- catalytic converter, catalytic. There we go. Um, it's, it's gone out in my 2001 Honda Civic with, 260,000 miles on it and to buy a new one is worth twice as much as the entire car is at this point so um that was some rough news because i was hoping it would last for about another year and get me through school (laughs) (laughs) but at the same time um knowing that i'm going to need to replace my car i feel like is going to help me stay more focused um because I wasn't sure if I was going to be working or not this fall as I do a full semester of school. Um, this is pretty much making it so I have to. <laughs> yes. But you know, like that's going to be, that's going to have a lot of positives. It's going to, it's going to like help cushion our financial situation. It's going to help, um, help me stay focused and help me have to work harder, which, you know, is going to have its benefits. It's also going to, let me have a new car, which is going to be awesome. I mean, not brand new, but much newer. <laughs> I swear, if you get a brand new car, I will kill yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, you've said that to me so many times. I'm not going to buy a brand new car. Um, But, you know, like, even though that sucked, there are still positives that are c- going to come out of it. And as hard as those are to see in certain situations, I feel like they pretty much always exist. I think it's really interesting that when your back is up against the wall in a situation like that, if you can find the positive in that situation, your life becomes so much better. And then you're, you're able to pick out the positive in any situation. Like the, it's just like practice. The more you practice picking out the positive, the easier it becomes. And some situations really suck, but there's almost always a positive in every situation. Yeah. And I agree. And I think looking for those positive things, um, are gonna, are gonna make, you know, even those hard moments better. And I think that in turn will, will make you happier. Um, on the flip side of that, I also think there is, it's not all bad to to dwell on sad things once in a while or dwell on negative things for for a short period of time, I mean. I agree with you. I think that there's, in a lot of situations, there's an appropriate amount of time to grieve, um, whether that's like a loss of a loved one or uh, maybe just something really crappy happened to you that day. It's okay to to think about it analyze the situation and it's okay to be sad i think there's this this stigma around um sadness and depression that our society has that i mean and it's definitely changing and i i feel like a positive way but it's okay to be 
depressed sometimes. Like a lot of people are. Um, just know that there is positive stuff out there that you can look for, look for, and find. And you know there are people out there for everyone that uh, that love you. I guess to I don't know how to better say that. You know. <laughs> yeah, I think I I think I get get what you're saying. Um, yeah. And yeah, going along those lines of of feeling sad things. Um, I think. I mean, this book is about winning friends, right? And influencing people. I think, I mean, I think we all know people who are just always positive. We had a roommate like, well, I, I think that's not totally true. I'm thinking of McCade. Maybe I shouldn't say his name, but I think, <laughs> I think about him. I think he did have his down moments like everyone does, but he was a very upbeat guy. Yeah. You know, very positive. He was always like, excited when you like got home and he like greeted you well i think he was really good at a lot of those things yeah for sure oh and i've also been watching parks and rec for <laughs> anyone out there seen that and chris traeger is uh <laughs> just like an extreme version of that right where he's just like so upbeat um and i think i think that's a very valuable thing but i also think it's it can be hard to connect with people like that at times I think it's a lot easier to connect with someone who who kind of you can see understands your sadness or like has felt that at times or like you've seen that person be sad and then you feel like you can be sad in front of them and communicate about those things. Um, I don't know. I think that when I like feel that with someone, I think that helps me connect with them a lot better. Um I know we're kind of going away from smiling, but it's still on the happiness topic. But no, I I think this is a good conversation. Well, cool. I'm glad you approve. I agree with you. It's definitely easier to connect with someone when you're both kind of in a sad state, I guess. Which is, it's like when when people always talk about. Uh, how friendships are formed and like when you're both going through the same ah shoot there's like some sort of saying that I can't remember but basically dad shoot I did it again <laughs> you you connect with people who are going through the, the similar things as you uh I think I I definitely think that's true I think as far as um, being positive and smiling at people, though, I feel like people are more willing to open up to you if you if you are generally a positive person, and you know if if you're generally happy, because no one no one likes to connect with someone that's always down in the dumps and that's always like depressed, you know? Yeah. So I think there's definitely a balance there. Yeah, well said. I, I agree. Um, yeah, and, and I, think, I think what I was saying earlier applies, obviously not in a, in a first impression scenario. Yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. 
I think that's later on down the road. But yeah, getting back on topic as you as you were doing before I derailed this once again. Um, <laughs> I definitely think yeah, when you first meet someone and you can tell they're they're smiling. You, you I mean, you obviously if it's sincere, they're happy. Um, that definitely makes you want to be around that person, want to get to know that person and um, interact with that person more. And that's another thing that I'm, I'm bad at going back to my own weakness on this topic. Cause I do feel, I feel happy most of the time. Like I would describe myself as a happy person, but I don't think I come off that way almost ever um, around new people. At least I totally understand what you're talking about. So at work, we have someone that's training and um, she's great. She's a, she's, you, you can't usually stick somebody down at the registers and have them pick it up as quick as she do, has. And like, she's really good employee. She's good with customers, but for some reason it doesn't matter who it is. Whenever there's someone new, in any situation in my life, I have such a hard time connecting with them and opening opening up. So, like on my mission, for example, I trained uh, a kid. I trained Colton. Yeah. And uh, Colton was another one of our roommates as well. Um, but at, when I met him, like it took me so long to be able to just like connect with him and open up to him. And it was definitely me. It was nothing he was doing because he was a he was a great kid and a great um, trainee. And I feel like I didn't really have to teach him anything. Mm-hmm. But I just I guess my question to you is how how do we open up to people? How do we want to um, like? Is it really just as simple as smiling at someone and then just seeing where it goes, or like? Do, do you have any any hints for me or any any tips <laughs> um no <laughs> i cool so i'm screwed <laughs> <laughs> well we both are i was gonna say i'm also i feel the same way as you i feel like that is a weakness i've had for a long time um especially at work like you bring up work a lot i, I haven't really talked about it but i've never really felt like I've been able to develop a, a real friendship in in the workplace. And I I don't totally know why, but I feel like I feel like it starts like the first day you don't know what you're doing. So in my mind, I'm just like, I want to be submissive and learn everything and listen to everybody and like understand what's going on. And I'm I'm the peon right now, so I'm just gonna stay in my stay in my place and not like overstep my bounds and I don't know all that gets going in my head and I feel like I never quite get out of that all the way which I wish I was better at as well um maybe we should maybe we should do research on that and report on it next episode but it's hard and I think smiling like you said I'm sure that helps puts the other person at ease but I think it's still very hard to be at ease yourself in those situations um, for a lot of reasons. Yeah. I'm just thinking about like that girl at work. I haven't even said my, I've worked with her two days already and I haven't even said my name to her. I don't think she knows my name. 
<laughs> like, <laughs> well, there's there's step one right there. <laughs> uh, I feel like it would be weird at this point to be like, oh, by the way, my name's Garrett. Maybe I should just wear wear my name tag around her. <laughs> Aren't you supposed to wear your name tag anyway? <laughs> yeah, all the time. <laughs> I forget so often. So our lobby's shut down, and we just have people coming through our drive-through. Mm-hmm. So it is so hard to remember. But if like the state came in, I would get in a lot of trouble for that. So, oh uh, yeah, I also need to start wearing that more. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think I think it's easy to get in your head about that. Like I I don't think it's that weird as an outsider in that situation to tell you to just go introduce yourself. Like it's it's only the third day. I don't think that's that weird, but. I see why you feel like it is, you know, cause you've spent, yeah. you've spent like two full shifts, right. In the same pharmacy as her without saying a word. And that's, I think that's yeah. kind of going back to what I said about like you start one way and then that's what you think people expect of you. And then it's easy to just stay in that rut. Oh, for sure. Which is dumb that we do that to ourselves. Oh, it, t- it definitely is. Totally is. It's interesting. Yeah, we definitely need to just put ourselves in in situations where there's new people there and just go for it. Yeah, I think you're right. Hmm. I mean, which is probably a lot easier for me to do at this point than you because, you know, I'm single and... uh, Ready to mingle. Can just... Go, I could go knock on any door up here and probably make a friend, you know? Yeah, Logan, Utah, man. That's a special place. It is. People are it so special. ready to make friends in that college yeah. town. It's great. Great place. Um, yeah, and, you know, I think, as with all these principles, it just takes practice, you know? Getting out of your comfort zone, putting in effort and time to these skills. And as I said before from that quote, as you work on these relationships and get more friends, I think that's a huge key to to being happy um, is having those relationships with your friends. And I mean, all these things apply to, to family relationships as well. Although you're not usually making first impressions, um, all these principles will help you get closer to, to family members, which I think is another thing that brings brings real happiness in this life. Yeah, for sure. I think, honestly, relationships are really what this life is all about. If you have good relationships, you're generally a happy person, whether it's family or friends. I for- yeah. I feel like I forget that a lot. Like, just work on... If you just dedicate your life to just making good relationships, you will be a happier person, a happy person. Yeah, I think you're right. And smiling is key in uh, a lot of those things, apparently. Now, it definitely is. Hmm, Yeah. That's interesting. Just like, I guess everything starts with a smile. Just like every kiss (laughs) begins with K. That's catchy. That's a good yeah. uh, catchphrase. Um, 
Yeah, one one other point he made near the end of the chapter that kind of goes along with for those who who don't feel like smiling. Um, it's kind of in that same section. Um, he talks about picturing picturing um, yourself as you wish you were. It's like picturing the ideal person that you want to be and then making that your goal. And as you strive to become or act like that person, as you strive to act like that person would act, you slowly transform into that person. Um, I don't know if I said that super clearly, but it's kind of the same principle as forcing yourself to smile. It's like as you smile, the actions um, that produce happiness like follow um, automatically. And as you strive to become, you know, a happier person, or as you strive to become a person who smiles more, even if that's not who you see yourself as, if you want to be that, and if you just try to act like that person, you become that person over time, which I thought was a really powerful, um, idea. Yeah, I agree. Fake it till you make it, man. <laughs> yep. I feel like a lot of self-improvement books, I guess, uh, or self-improvement anything, it doesn't have to be just books, all emphasize that point where you don't have to become that person overnight. It's all a gradual process, and whether you're just changing a few little habits or changing the way you think about things or smiling at people. Um, eventually, if you practice enough, you'll get there. Mm -hmm. I've kind of, I've kind of noticed that with personal finance as well. Like I've, the more I think about it, the more I, I've noticed it doesn't really matter what your plan is, as long as you have a plan and are working on it and putting it into action, then eventually you'll get where you want to go. Yeah, that's. Well said. Um, yeah, and I think, I mean, yeah, I think you're right. I think that applies to happiness and to, to everything, as you said. Um, one, the last quote I have written down that I liked from this chapter was from Abraham Lincoln. And he said, most folks are about as happy as they make up their minds to be, um, which is cool. I, um, I think that's a good thing to remember. Um, cause I think a lot of times we get caught up in, in thinking about how we'll be happy once we're done with school or once this test is over or once we get married. Um, but like those things come and go and people who were sad before are not going to be substantially less sad afterwards and vice versa. Um, because it's not really like events or things or accomplishments that make you happy, but it's your attitude. And smiling can have more of an impact upon that than than most accomplishments or most um, most um, events that happen in your life. I think. Yeah, I agree. It's also so the last quote I have written down. Is from the last, I think it's like the last sentence in the whole chapter. Uh, it's It talks about this toy store that put up this sign around Christmas time. 
Um, and it, the last the last sentence of this sign said, uh, for nobody needs a smile so much as those who have none left to give. Um, I think just by smiling at people, whether they're happy or sad, it definitely has an effect on them. Um, if they don't have a smile left to give, you can definitely give one to them and make their day a little better. Mm-hmm. And yeah, that's awesome. I've, I think I've heard, I think I've heard this said before that, uh, smiling is contagious, which is kind of a cheesy thing, but I think scientifically it's true because, um, people usually mirror a smile when you smile at them. I think it's definitely true. Like that story in the book about the baby. Yeah. Who? So there's this story, just real quick. Uh, the There was this waiting room at a veterinarian's office, and the wait was really long, and there were a lot of people. And uh, there was this one older gentleman who was really unhappy. And then this mom came in holding her baby, and the baby smiled at this older guy and the older guy smiled back. Eventually those two, uh, the mom and the older gentleman started this conversation. And before long, everyone chimed in and everyone was happy and everyone was smiling. And it turned this whole unhappy waiting room into just this jolly old, old place all because a baby genuinely smiled at, a, at an older guy. Which I thought, so smiling definitely is contagious. Yeah. Yeah, that was a good story. Um, yeah, so takeaway from this week, smile more. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think I think this is a chapter that I hopefully will keep in mind for a while or forever. And uh, I definitely need to apply the principle. Um. Because I guess I have RBF as well. So uh, huh. I guess it's uh, <laughs> we should keep each other accountable and uh, work on this. <laughs> yeah, I agree. Let's do it. Thank you for listening to the podcast. This has been <laughs> Topical Brainstorm. I'm your host, Garrett Fox. And this was my co-host, Christian Larson. See you guys. <laughs>